you know, chair or whatever it is, I can follow myself without question. Or if someone else walks up yeah, and, and says, follow me, chair, I know what to do. So yours is chair. What, no, no, mine is not chair. You can't even never tell no, anybody. Never you tell. Can't ever. You can't even write this shit down. No. But the, here's the deal is that you know this what you do. This is blacker than black. This is blacker than Danny Glover, hail, Danny Glover hailing a taxi. <laughs> it's, bl- it's blacker than Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I sat him. Let's put, really? Yeah, at the DMC. What? Really? Yeah, at the hospital. Nice. They were filming some movie. That was the origin of the name I'm going to kill you. Really? Which turns out is not, which we'll get to later, is not a Wesley yeah. Snipes movie anymore. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk movies for a while later. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good movie stuff going on oh, yeah. recently. But um, now what I was going to say is you have to have two passwords. So it's like if you're sitting there and the guy's got the gun to your head, and he's like, what's the password? Because he needs to go back in time to kill you then, even though he's killing you now. <laughs> the, the second password is actually, the, it's, it's like the flag. So if somebody comes back and says that one, you know that he's killed you in the future. And then you take out your, your like, concealed 50 cal Yo, and just, just, like, well, yeah. blow his fucking head off. Yeah. No, he walks up and says, you know, like, HP printer, and you fucking shoot him in the street. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why did you do that? Just one. And it turns out that he's actually just a schizophrenic and just saying random words. <laughs> <laughs> he runs up, says the negative password, you beat him to death. And then there's a court. Now, like, he's from the future, I swear. <laughs> it's like, you sure. understand, I had these two passwords, and it was... <laughs> now I need a new password. Uh, I, I'd like to add, speaking of schizophrenic, so, like, I'm nearing the end of my psych rotation right now. I had my first schizophrenic patient. Yeah! Yeah! Okay, so this guy's, like, 28 years old, right? He's been hearing voices since nine years old. And I'm like, okay, sir, what brings you in now? Why now? You've never gone to get help and he's like well you know like two years ago the voice in my head told me to pick up that gun and shoot the wall so i did and he's like then i got scared and i called the cops and i'm thinking okay so that's when he thought he wanted to get help and it turns out no uh the thing that was the threshold for him was uh the voice just last week told him i want you to pick up that dirty underwear and smell it You you can shoot a gun at a wall when you have neighbors on the other side, but if you have to smell underwear, like, that's where you draw the line? There's a line. We found it. (laughs) I I was going to say, my my theory is that somewhere in his head, he's like, well, shooting a gun at a wall might be something I would have done anyway, (laughs) but smelling dirty underwear, no, no, definitely not. Now, the question is, would would it have been okay to either shoot the dirty underwear or to throw the dirty underwear at the wall? Would either of yeah, yeah. cross the threshold? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, schizophrenics, yeah. It's like I, I was walking down the street once, and um, there's this guy kind of like, you know, j- uh, you know, jerking towards me, you know. How, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, okay, this guy's like shaking violently as he's walking. I'm thinking, oh, God. And all of a sudden he pauses and just like looks at nothing as if, it, as if there's someone in front of him, looks at nothing. And this like manic smile just comes across his face. Like he's just overjoyed to be seeing what he's seeing. I thought, I would pay real money right now just to know what this guy is seeing. You know, is it like some giant, like, pink bunny, you know, giving him candy? Like, what, I mean, what's what's going on here? But, like I said, it was, uh, it was weird. It's like, I just want to live in that world for, like, five minutes. Come yeah. back out of it after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, just for, like, five minutes. Wait, what did the, what did the one guy, you, you got to read verbatim? 
to uh, your to your. Oh yeah. yes, yes. Okay, so I had to report to the uh, attending psychiatrist, the boss, and um, the next morning I had to do that. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, so patient, uh, you know, last name this, last four social security number this, uh, comes in with a history of blah 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 blah. Earlier this morning at 10 a.m., he reports the voice calling him and quote inconsiderate asshole. And I just, it doesn't seem like that much, but I had so much fun, like, just cussing in front of the attending, like, you inconsiderate asshole. Plus the fact the voice in your head actually referred to him as an inconsiderate asshole. Yeah, yeah, inconsiderate. I like, like, sniff that dirty underwear. No, you inconsiderate asshole. That's it, we're going to the hospital. All right, so we had some technical issues. We sound a little tinny. It's because we're broadcasting at 140 megahertz below the sea of... Ro- All right, we just don't know what the fuck we're doing. In yeah. sunny Royal Oak. We are so, oh, yeah, we forgot to mention yeah. that. Sunny Royal Oak right now. Even in the dark. Even in the dark, it's sunny. It is. The, the sun doesn't set. The natural... The spins. The natural... Li- so I was just thinking, the, the, the voice... What if, what if the voices in your head were actually voices beamed from the future by yourself... <laughs> But actually, well, yeah, you you meant you brought up something interesting, yeah. which is um, D- during our little break, while we're trying to get the business worked out, I came to the conclusion that what if you popped up from the future and gave yourself the code word to kill whoever says it? <laughs> it means that you want you to kill you. <laughs> I don't even know if that's against the law. <laughs> it might actually be legal. You want you to kill you. Oh. That's a basis for a bad sci-fi movie if I ever heard one. Starring Scott Bakula. <laughs> I, God, was in the same, I was in the same room as him once. Scott Bakula? Scott Bakula. I feel like what? we talked about this before. We did. I think I said, oh boy, there was a blue flash and he was gone. Yeah. Yeah. No, honest to God, though, I was in the same room as Scott Goddamn Bakula. That's hilarious. That's weird. Like, what, what shitty sci-fi show is he trying to pitch this time? Uh, I believe he's trying to pitch Legally Blonde 2. Wow. <laughs> wow. I'm serious. Oh. <laughs> really? I'm serious. Was Scott Bakula in Legally Blonde 2? Perhaps the play. The play? Oh. I believe. Scott Bakula on Broadway, Legally Blonde 2. He was reading the part for it. Okay, that was me dropping something. Sorry. Yeah, but he was reading the part for it. Nice. Oh, my God. That is correct. My fucking God. Scott Bakula. <laughs> Could hail a cab, unlike Danny Glover. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because he's white. Oh, yeah. And who didn't like Quantum Leap? Come on. Yeah. Or Star Trek Enterprise. Quantum Leap. <laughs> or... Quantum Leap. Thank you. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was, I was going sh- to share this because I would be remiss, which I think is a word. Fairly if, certain. If, um... <laughs> you know, um... I always thought about that. It's like, you know, just when you're describing something, it's like, you know, PK improbably uses the word correctly. (laughs) It's like accurately, but improbably uses this word correctly. You know, it's like you think it means that, and you just take a stab in the dark, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, very profound, very profound. Score. Anyways, I was going to say, we received another fan email. And, Eddie, I'm not counting the emails that you sent to the email account. No, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> but, anyways, everyone else can fuck themselves. They haven't emailed us yet. Except for uh, Kevin Wally and now Boron. Yeah. So, it turns out that only people that we see on a daily basis are people that email us. So, anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll read her uh, email here. Although, I, I'll, read her P, I'll, I'll read her postscript first, actually. 
and it says, I hope PK uh, reads at least part of this in his valley girl voice, which is hilarious yet disturbing to his girlfriend who sometimes wakes up at night with a tear in her eye after dreaming about PK turning gay because he's so good at acting it, she wonders if maybe a tiny bit of him is. <laughs> and then he does the tripound with yes. the guest founders. Yes, yes. Although, um, i got to say, um, I make Boron listen to the tripound. And uh, Eddie Yen's girlfriend, the architect, she, with K's, by the way. Architect. Yeah, architect. <laughs> you know what's really, really funny? I was looking at my watch today. Architect. Fossil. Nice. Oh, look at the K. So I wear my girlfriend on my wrist. Wow. Yes. That's, Which, I don't know what that means. That could mean a lot. <laughs> anyway, a lot of things, a lot of them are illegal. Yeah, I was going to say, though, it's like, uh, I think um, the architect listens to enough of these goddamn things because she can hear it through the wall, even though she's, like, in her bedroom, <laughs> under pillows, with the door closed. Shaking. Yeah. And I uh, believe, oh, uh, we need names, oh, we need names for those sisters, but the uh, younger sister that we know was, when I, when I go over to study, said that my voice was like that of a whale and would carry through the entire house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, she was like, you can't really hear what's, what's, what's being said, you just hear <laughs> So, you know, I'm, the bass. You know, I'm helping pay for her therapy now. <laughs> um, so I was going to say, though, uh, just um, I'll read her post postscript also. And she uh, she says, I object to your no dudes, no pre-op trannies rule, which blasphemous, Uh-oh. but we'll, we'll listen to her argument. I just think that you should consider trannies no matter the state of their genitals. I don't know about that. I don't, they, can, <laughs> they can be gentle and loving, and as Tracy Jordan once said, freaky deekies need love too. Think about <laughs> it. Well, I'll tell her this later. I have thought about it. And that's one thing that I refuse to budge on, all right? Uh, okay, so no... I no, I, I mean, they can be gentle and loving, and they go get in operation is what they can do. Yeah, they can be gentle and loving and get rid of the penis. It's a tough road to hoe, and that's yeah. just... This is hot. Sometimes life deals you a shitty hand, or in this case, the wrong genitalia. Yes, exactly. So, um, I'll, I'll read Skyflower's email. It's, uh, it's not that long, but usually the, the Valley Girl voice goes pretty quick, so... Um, she addresses herself as Skyflower. So, that long story behind that. Oh my god, hi, my name is Skyflower, and I just, like, had to email you guys and tell you what a huge fan of your show I am. It's totally the best free kind of weekly podcast recorded by male med students out there. You guys are, like, so funny, and your story's, like, so cool, and you must, like, like the most gorgeous life, hanging out with, like, all the rich, handsome doctors and, like, saving lives. Oh my god, like, this, that is so amazing, and I bet it must be so fun to, like, hang out in the doctor's lounge and eat, like, all the gourmet food in between ordering, like, Epi and chest compressions and MRI. Oh my god, I watched Grey's, so I totally know. I guess my breath here. I think, oh, well, I think you guys should definitely watch at least one episode of Hawthorne, so you can, like, try to understand the nurse's perspective and, like, how much work they do. It's just an amazing show, and Jada Pinkett Smith is so hot, even though she's kind of old, but she's, like, a really strong woman, and I don't... You know, I don't think you guys talk about women enough in your show, and it would definitely attract more listeners if women knew that you talked about important women's topics like nursing. Oh my God, by the way, do you guys think that a woman could make a good doctor? I don't know, because, like, I think that women are, like, better at secretaries and being nurses or stay-at-home moms. I'd just be worried that if I had, like, a woman doctor, she'd be distracted thinking about, like, what her stupid boyfriend did, or if that she still starts tomorrow or today when she's supposed to be taking out my liver or something really important. 
just wondering what your thoughts are, because obviously all you guys are really smart, probably mostly Eddie N, because he's Asian, so, uh, okay, I've been totally rambling, but you guys are probably used to that, so I'll just send another email with all my questions next week. Oh my god, love you guys. Skyflower. No single thing has made me want to stop this more than that email. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I, I just, I just thought it was my duty to it en- encourage, uh, emailing the show. It sucks my will to live. I'm gonna go slap a nurse tomorrow. Just for that. Slap Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna find Jada. No, because then Will Smith is gonna show up and beat my ass. <laughs> the party starter's gonna come over. <laughs> Seriously. He'll be singing, singing Welcome to Miami in his Old West uniform with his robot arm whipping on my ass. <laughs> Uh, well, let me just let me just touch on Hawthorne briefly. So Hawthorne, with the R N capitalized, of course, so you get the pun. Oh, yeah. Oh, ha! Touche! Classic! Oh. <laughs> Fireworks! Yeah. <laughs> we need we need mustaches and triangular weights and unicycles for that kind of voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's the carnival part. Actually, no. It's it's the. Uh, you know where I got that voice? I used I uh, like getting up in the morning. My parents listened to WJR, which is like news talk, <laughs> and so I picked up all these goddamn like business commercials because it was meant for the business business crowd getting up to, you know, go to work early. And there's this one commercial for, like, Konica, which makes copiers. Hmm. And it was just this guy talking, the Konica 7080 is an all-in-one business solution offering both fax copying and emailing needs. The Konica, and you'd always start every sentence with, the Konica 780. I get the feeling if I walk up to you and say, I'm from the future, Konica 780, you're going to shoot me in the forehead. <laughs> <laughs> just no scoped. Yep. <laughs> yep. Damn it, now I need a new phrase. <laughs> Um, but I was going to say Hawthorne. So I, I saw one preview for this entire show, and it was basically how, like, this nurse really knew how to practice medicine. She had to deal with all these egotistical doctors, and, uh, you know, the doctors kind of, you know, blew patients off. But Hawthorne really knew how to treat them. You know, Hawthorne was in the trenches, and she knew medicine. Like, uh, okay, like... I'm not going to say that nurses don't know what they're talking about. You know, nurses are very intelligent. However... They're not trained how to do what doctors do. They're yeah. not, okay? And it's, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's another example of, like, how the media just perpetrates this extreme distrust of the medical field. There's this thing I'd call a division of labor, where everybody in the hospital has a different job. Yeah. yeah. They do, like, you put me in the cafeteria, we're all going to starve. That's how that's going to end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, we, we need people to do different shit. Yeah. We need med students to retract in exactly. operation. Yeah, we need med students to hold shit for hours. For the record, there is a, there is a device in surgery called an iron intern. What? Yeah, it's called the iron intern. It's a, it's an, a retractor that, re, that like, doesn't need anyone to hold it. Nice. Wow. <laughs> it's not the book, Walter. No, it's not the book, Walter. It's the, not book, the book, Walter, sounds like a famed librarian. Yes, <laughs> if you see it whipped out in the emergency or operating room. You uh, know that it's all fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Next thing you need, surge lube. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, for, so, for the record, yesterday, uh, as we're closing our operation, this is, this is how it works. You get a, a specific set of equipment with a big list on it for an operation. And then you go through, during the operation, everybody says, you know, Hand me a rich retractor, here's a rich retractor, rich retractor back, needle up, needle down, keeping track of all the stuff. And at the very, very, very end, once they've done all the counting of the stuff that's gone up and down onto the field, they recount everything in the set one more time. We finish this four-hour-long tumor resection, right, on a Jehovah's Witness who won't take blood products. So it's always an adventure with them. Everything turned out fine, except for the fact that, you know, he's got cancer still. But yeah. As far as the surgery was, everything went well. <laughs> 
Um, and then at the end, they we kind of hang up, and they go, hey, we're missing, it's called an Army-Navy retractor. It's like <laughs> over a foot long of steel, right? Like, uh, did you use an Army-Navy? Retra- Army I'm like, nope, we did not use any Army-Navies. I know, because I know what that is, and my job is to hold retractors. So they're like, oh, it just it obviously was never put in the set in the first place. Uh-oh. But due to hospital protocol, we had to fill, about a bunch, fill out a bunch of papers and take x-rays to prove that the med wow. student somewhere in the operation didn't didn't furtively cram two separate 14-inch pieces of stainless steel <laughs> into this guy's abdomen with no one noticing. Oh, wow. It was great. The the uh the resident was like, "You did it. You did it, didn't you? The one that the, those two minutes we had our back turned. You did it." I'm like, I I, re, I distinctly recall cramming them into the abdomen, but I'm fairly certain I pulled them back out before you guys turned yeah, around. Like, I, guys, I was just playing. Yeah, I was just playing. It's just a game. It's hide and seek. For the record, they weren't in there. Yeah. No, no, no one actually shoved two over foot long pieces of steel into an abdomen and forgot them. This did not happen. I think they're in there. They just took an x-ray of just the abdomen. Somehow they went down to the toes. <laughs> Somehow I just, like, stabbed this guy away. Let's just say there are ways to get things inside the human body. That's all. Oh! Oh, it's innuendo. Yeah, it's an ass joke. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I was, like, doing that, you know. Um, you know, if, if somebody tells a joke, and then, you know, everyone kind of laughs, and after it's just really quiet, like, was that sexual? It's <laughs> 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 really, really quiet. Uh, was that sexual? Nice. Uh, so you, were, you were speaking of Hawthorne, though. Hawthorne, well, yeah, I mean, I, I said my piece. Oh, so I just make sure we... For people who don't know... Misinformation. What, just people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about talking about things as if they know what the fuck they're talking about. That's when we need to show up, have them show up from the future and have them kill them. See, I, I had an idea a while ago. Sorry, I'm, I'm cutting you off here. No, no, no. Um... So I, I had this idea a while ago that law enforcement, laws should be abolished. And here's my idea. So just in, indulge me in this one. This ends with I'm going to kill you by Denzel Washington, doesn't it? Yes, which we'll get into in just a second. This is, this is, this is, a, good, this is a good segue. So anyways, I was going to say laws should just be abolished. And then what we have is we have a core of highly trained, like thoroughly vetted, judicious individuals. And they just patrol the world. <laughs> and they basically just have license to enforce justice. And they patrol on segways. Yes. <laughs> with bicycle helmets. Isn't that the plot for Judge Dredd? Huh. I never thought... <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Like, that's, but, I mean, it's always like, oh, you know, Sylvester Stallone, like, you are guilty, the sentence is death. And then... He kills Rob Schneider. <laughs> well, not, or Rob Schneider, I don't know, saves his life or something. It doesn't matter. But anyways, that, that was my idea. I thought, you know what? We should just get rid of laws, and we should just have people who are just proven to have really good common sense, and they enforce the law. And if they see somebody doing something stupid or immoral, it's like it's not even unlawful, because everyone thinks lawful equals moral or ethical. And it's like, okay, that's not true. You know? It's like, why, why is pot illegal and cigarettes aren't? I don't know. Cigarettes are worse for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's okay, because the, you know, the beatniks didn't smoke cigarettes. They, they were known for smoking pot. You know, oh, those damn hippies. It's never hippies, it's beatniks. Let's go, be, let's go back ten years. But any, anyways, I was going to say, that would be great. Just have them roam the earth, and anytime they see people doing something stupid or immoral, you know, they don't have to kill them, but they just enforce no. the law. It's, I mean, they, they're, they're the law. And this is how we get into, I'm going to kill you. Yes, so, 
Um, you now now Ian was there because we went to see Boondock Saints, the second one last night, which I'm Irish, so I was eating potatoes and beating a wife I don't have and siring children and drinking whiskey all at the same time while dan- while, while uh, Michael Flatley dancing. What is that? River dancing. And I was doing the same thing because I was Polish, except no dancing, a lot of mass, and instead of whiskey, it was vodka. Fair enough. <laughs> Nonetheless. Oh, yeah, and, and I was tattooing Jesus all over my body. Yeah. But that goes without saying. Yeah. And, and, and like, wearing multiple rosaries. So, yeah, it was a good time. But in the in the uh, previews, there's this... Here's Denzel Washington. Like, oh, it's Denzel Washington walking through a post-apocalyptic area, era. Like, Denzel Washington, he's won an Academy Award. He can probably hail a cab. Seriously. Yeah. So, probably. I'm like, this is going to be... A, this this movie, I, I have some expectation here. And then, this like, these drifters walk up. And the one guy's like, blah, blah, blah. Denzel Washington's like, you put that hand on me, you're not getting it back. I'm like, wait, Denzel, that sounds a little aggressive for you. Yeah. You know, like, this isn't training day, big guy. <laughs> I'm just saying a good movie you know and then the guy reaches to, for it and Denzel Washington from I believe his sphincter pulls out a two foot long sword with holes drilled in it yeah because that looks cool I basically it's a Final Fantasy weapon slices the guy's hand off and proceeds to kill eight men nice in the next two minutes of this preview I estimate Denzel Washington kills 73 men <laughs> I'm not even I'm not even joking about this. Hmm. It's just Denzel Washington slaughtering people for I think two hours. And I believe the name of the movie is I'ma Kill You. <laughs> Starring Denzel Washington. And oh, I'ma Kill You. I was gonna say though, my personal theory on this, because I was with Starlux on this one, and my personal theory is Denzel was looking at it at the movie scene in general, he was like, Shit, man, everyone else gets to have fun except me. They always call me in for these really dramatic roles, and I'm supposed to play a really heavy character in some character drama. I want to be Samuel L. Jackson. I want to be Sam L. Jackson. It's true. Although, as the, we'll need names for the but the younger sister, the younger sister did point out, Denzel can act. So that yes. kind of makes it difficult for him to be Samuel. He's going to yell a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Samuel Jackson. I watch any movie with Samuel Jackson in it, which is actually, he's been in more movies than anybody ever. Little known fact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's in a lot. He's in a lot, but yeah. I, you know, it's like he's got his Academy Awards, Denzel does, Samuel eventually. And, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, and I, I also maintain the preview for this movie, or like the first time this movie is shown, it's just going to be Denzel alone <laughs> in a theater with some popcorn going, yeah, get him, yeah, the whole time. I'm going to kill you, Denzel Washington. Coming this December. Yep. Christmas hit of the month. Yeah, yeah, about people killing each other in a atomic waste land. Fairly certain it's not people killing each other. It's, it's Denzel Washington killing everyone. <laughs> it's like, the cast, there is no other cast. Like, he actually killed three key grips. <laughs> just, just got into character. It's like, it's not, people don't kill people. Denzel Washington kills everyone. In I'm a Kill You, starring I'm Denzel Washington. Yeah. That actually reminds me, this is something that I was meaning to bring up, but, um... Speaking of shit movies, um, I don't know if you guys ever had this experience, but I remember when I was a little kid, and you're, like, inside on, like, a Sunday afternoon, and you're flipping channels, and, like, my parents never had cable growing up. They still don't. I mean, whatever. Anyways, so, you're, I'm flipping channels, and there's always, like, you know, UPN Cinema Showcase 6. 
You know, it's like an afternoon movie. And it's it's always like Predator 2. You know, and we're going full circle back to Danny Glover here. But the funny thing is, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, UPN. It was always Channel 50. So it was like, Channel 50, UPN, Cinema Showcase 4, Predator 2, starring Danny Glover. And the funny thing is, they couldn't swear. And so they dubbed the dumbest things over, you know, there's one part where he's falling, he's supposed to go, shit! And so they dubbed it over and he goes, shoot! Or Konica 780! <laughs> <laughs> but, but I was, I always love it, it's like, it's, it's like, um, you know, it's supposed to be a really dramatic moment. The guy's like, oh, you fucking asshole. And it's always like, you frickin' airhead. And, like, you get a little bit different. All of a sudden, like, the ambient noise drops out for a second. Like, it's just such a terrible My favorite job. one ever was, uh, for, for the for the fans of The Big Lebowski, when Walter is destroying the uh, Mustang with a golf club, this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. That was the dub. <laughs> like, and, and he says about eight times in a row, and it, it, it might actually be better that way. This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. Wow. Yep. Wow. Yep. Oh, so, okay. So another movie movie story. Um, Terminator. So, anyways, uh, the previous I've run off people have seen it, but Avatar is coming out. It's like eh, I don't know. I don't know about that one to be honest. It's like it looks like it might be really, really good or really, really bad. Why are native populations always wearing nothing but loin cloths? Because they have sex a lot. That's why they're so happy. I don't yeah. understand. And that's why they're trying to protect their way of life. Because it's like, I fuck other people anytime I want. You're trying to take that away from me. I'm going to fight to the death to preserve that. Yeah. I think I want to see this movie now. Because I... suddenly, the, the, the native population actually has a reason to fight. <laughs> Seriously. And also, it's like, ah, that blue skin kind of does something for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why Boron ends up in a bathtub full of ice. <laughs> No, my question is before or after. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, we'll leave that up to you. Yeah, th- this, is, this is why I make her listen, because I don't want to have to say it twice. <laughs> this, is, this is why I make her listen to this podcast. Anyways, oh, God, I hope she doesn't hear that part. Um, oh, anyway, She will. They yeah. always do. Yeah, it's always the part you don't want. So I was yep. like, oh, yeah, I just turned to a random part, and you were making fun of me. So I'm going to rip one of your you balls know, off. You know why that is? Because they listen to the whole thing, and then they claim to want to listen to a random part. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, then you think you're safe, so you can say what you want, because you think they're just skipping around. They're not skipping around. I, I, I believe that um, it was insinuated in a previous podcast by a previous co-host that um, Brun was actually a frequent listener and masturbated with a crucifix as she listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that was the insinuation. Actually, not insinuation, like the... It was just said. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, I'm never around her when she listens, so I can't confirm or deny. But anyways, so uh, Avatar's coming out, James Cameron. It's like, James Cameron, I am so mad that he made Titanic, because that ended his fucking career, you know? And anyways, um, so he made... But, but his heart will go on. His heart will go on, after he's king of the world, and then after he freezes and drops to the bottom of the Atlantic. I'll never let go, and then the bitch lets go! Yeah, I'll never let go, even though there's space on this floating door for two of us, I'll just let you tread water into the frigid Atlantic, you know, fucking ocean, let your body drop to the bottom of the Atlantic trench. Because she listened to his entire podcast and sing out the one thing that he said bad. Yeah. (laughs) Bitch. She is. Yes, she killed him! Fucking whore. Yeah. Um, okay, so... And then she ditches the jewel that could pay for her granddaughter's education. I know! 
I know, like, it's like historical significance. Historic significance. Seriously, would you like to put all of your grandchildren through college? No. No, but it's, it's like, seriously, just like donate to a museum. Yep. Seriously, and I'm sure Leo's like, you know, down in hell burning somewhere, because that's where I hope Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> goes when he dies. And he's down there in hell somewhere going, bitch, why didn't you just tell my story to the world? Why didn't you just, instead of telling to, you know, fucking um, Bill Paxton, it's like, tell it to the world, donate the fucking thing to museum. Make me live forever in song and story. Nope. No. I love you, Jack. Then why don't you tell people about me? What shame do you have in your life? Anyway, so um, James Cameron um, made the original Terminator. And James Cameron made B-movies. Like, that was his career. He was actually just a B-movie director. And so he was in Rome filming Piranha, which I actually saw on UPN Cinema Showcase, like, three once. And, um, God, so bad. Anyways, uh, so he was, he was in uh, Rome and, you know, uh, Italy... That's, you know, pretty malarial climate, and he came up down with malaria. Oops. Yeah, oh, darn. And so everyone's like, get up, James. He's like, oh, my God, I have a fever. Pussy. And, like, he was actually, like, almost dead from malaria. So, anyways, uh, he said that he was having these spiking fevers, and he was having these, like, you know, like, dream hallucinations. You know, like, fever dreams, basically. And so he hallucinated this robot, like, walking out of fire towards him. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, that's and that's what it was. And so he painted. He's actually an artist. What? He painted it like exactly what he saw. And if you look at the painting and that one scene out of the movie where the Terminator is walking out of the fire after they blow up the truck, that's exactly what he saw. So that was the premise of Terminator. But anyways, so he's a B movie maker. So when he wants to make Terminator, they're like, okay, here's like you know six grand, go for it. And so the, the, they have to they hold out some money for post production because they need some special effects, you know, like the claymation Terminator at the end, which was awesome. Yes, that was the best part because they put him a limp. It limps. It's so cool. Anyways, um, so he said that I was watching this interview, and basically at the very end, the thing had run out of money. They couldn't touch any of the money they had because it was for post-production. They barely enough for that as it was. He was signing over his weekly paychecks to the production to keep it going. Wow. Arnold was bankrolling because he was the only one that, with some cash. And so at the very end, it was James Cameron and Arnold driving around L.A. in a station wagon with a portable camera trying to stay ahead of the cops who were trying to track them down because they didn't have a permit to film. <laughs> Wow. That's how they made Terminator. That and, is awesome. And the very last scene, it's like the, the Jeep driving off into this like really bad, you know, yeah. like special effects storm. Basically what happened is it was the last thing they were filming. It was the very, very, very last thing they filmed. And it was just the like director of photography down there, and his son was there too. And so uh, so it was this beautiful desert rose, completely abandoned. Like, all right, we'll set up real quick, and we'll just film this and be done. Out of nowhere... Out of this area where, like, no one lives, no traffic for hours, suddenly, in the distance, exactly, what's there? The sheriff. Sheriff pulls over. Hey, guys, what you doing? Got, director of photography takes his son, throws him out front, and goes, I'm helping my son film his school project. <laughs> and the son's just sitting there like, oh, daddy. He's like, I'm helping film your Project. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I so That's kind of like uh, you and me taking photos with oh. a Rasta outfit. Oh my it's god! It's a school I'm project. So... Okay, Eddie and oh. you, you tell me. <laughs> let me, let me just say, Eddie Yen and I <laughs> in the city of Detroit with Eddie Yen in blackface. <laughs> oh, you t- tell me.
tell the story. Tell the story. Shit. Oh, uh, I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, last year for our med school Halloween party, um, for some reason I was like, oh, I need an outfit. So uh, I go to Halloween USA. Uh, yeah, yeah, I get paid by them. I advertise. Halloween USA. And, um, I buy this Rasta outfit. Well, not an outfit, but like a little Rastafarian hat with the dreads coming out. And I buy black face paint. And, uh... Which they still sell. Strong yeah, Legs and PK selling, yeah. thought this was great. So they're like, oh, we're going to use you for the video we're going to make. Yeah. All right, we need some photo stills. So, uh, PK drives me out <laughs> no. to this abandoned building. The first building. Why were the first building? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so there, there was one building we picked out that, oh, it's going to be perfect. Because it has this bill... We were basically looking for a billboard so we could take a picture and then Photoshop our sign onto the billboards, billboard so it looked, you know... Like it was actually there. So the first building, we're driving around, like, okay, it's right up the street here. And so we drive by, and it's like, oh, it must be the next block. This is just an empty lot. And it's like, no, it's it's not the next block. They, it, they call me. They're like, what is it? What corner is it on? I give them the corners. It's like, uh, there's no building there anymore. In the span that it took us to scout the building and go back to film it, somebody had destroyed the building. <laughs> somebody just took the fucker down. <laughs> Level. Gone. No more. Very nice. Anyway. So, uh, PK and I choose a place. Actually, PK chose a place, uh, cause I was busy painting my face black while he was driving <laughs> through the city of Detroit. Oh, and God. every stop sign, like, or stoplight we were at, I kinda like look away from the traffic so people wouldn't see me. Um, we get to the building, it's like a abandoned building with like a little billboard. And then, uh, Justin, uh, PK, Slip. <laughs> oh, sets up his uh, tripod or tripod photo thing and um, starts taking pictures of me. And then I look across the street. And there's these two big guys. Yeah, they, they were. <laughs> Ed, okay, I'll, I'll admit, Eddie Ann and I are not the tallest of people. <laughs> but um, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, so they're like peering at us from behind a minivan. And they're like, "Hey, what y'all doing?" And like, uh, we're just, uh, we're just filming a movie, you know, we're just filming a scene out of a movie. He's like, okay, yeah, we're not gonna hurt you, man. Like, uh, why do you have to tell us that, you know? So, we, we keep, we keep taking pictures, and, um, you know, we only need, like, a few pictures, and like, okay, change poses, change poses, change poses, okay, step, take step forward, take step, okay, okay, right there, right there. And then, like, there's, like, a few people crowded around now, watching us, and, like, it was just, like, really, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, what school are you from? I'm like, uh, Wayne State, and he's like, oh, okay. And, like, you know, moving, like, progressively closer until, like, the guy's, like, right next to me, like, looking over my shoulder. I'm like, uh, yeah. So, anyways, like, we film, or we finish taking our pictures, and, like, I just, just like, throw the stuff in the back of the car. I start again. Eddie, you're just, you're just standing by the side of the car, looking at your reflection in the window, going, I wonder if I should take the paint off now, or if I should wait till we get back. I was like, get in the car! Get in the fucking car! Get in the car! Get in the goddamn car! I'm like, like what? I was like, get in the fucking car! So he's jumping, like, peel out down the street. And he tries to hail a cab. Can't. Leaving like six people behind us. That's how I lost my mustache for that costume. Oh, like, oh <laughs> shit! Yeah, the mustache was gone, so I had to go back and buy one. Yeah, but like it was looking in hindsight, I was like, I can't believe we actually did that. That's great. Oh man! All in the name of love. All in the name of of art for a school art, project. Love. What not? Yeah. Well, I do, I do have the. Uh, Violent 
segue to the disappearing penis story, if you'd like. (laughs) Uh, That needs no introduction. All right, the disappearing penis story. So I'm interviewing patients. And when you walk into a room with an elderly patient, sometimes they're these awesome, you know, whatever folks. Other times they're just, they're in a hospital, they're sick, they're delirious, they don't know what the fuck year it is, what's going on, and your interview is arduous. That's how I would describe it. Arduous. So I walk in, and this dude's name, obviously can't give the name out, but the name is off. It's like a superhero name, so I'm already excited. Yeah. So I'm walking, it's like Donnie Darko, only almost as good. So I, I roll in there, and I'm like, hey, Mr. What's-You-Nuts, wake up. <laughs> Mr. What's-You-Nuts, wake up. And I'm like shaking him and shit, because he's not, he's not waking up. This takes like three minutes. At one point in time, he kind of looks at me and goes, I thought you were my wife. And then tries to go back to sleep. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> Shake homeboy awake. He spends like five minutes sitting up all disoriented and being sleepy because it's like, you know, 6.40 in the morning and it's all, everybody's all sleepy pants. So he finally sits up, throws his robe back, exposes himself, and just sits there. Like, awesome. <laughs> just chilling. Just chilling. Just nothing between him and me. I'm trying to talk to him. He kind of looks up at me, gives me like, wait a second, grabs the little urinal thing, grabs his little dingus and starts peeing. I'm talking to him, taps his ear a couple times so his hearing aid is. He looks at me and just goes, I mean, at this point I'm thinking, great, senile old man, right? Taps the hearing aid a couple times, looks at me and goes, goddamn battery died. <laughs> All right, this guy's going to be awesome. Yeah. So now I'm doing a combination of writing words down and playing charades to ask him his questions while he's still peeing in his little thing. About a minute into this, the 510 blonde bombshell nurse walks in. She's like fiddling around with the IV, not paying any attention to him. He looks down at his junk, looks at the nurse, looks down at his junk, looks at me, looks at the nurse, looks down at his junk and sighs. I get a heavy sigh and just shakes his head. As if I wish. The, the nurse walks out. He looks at me, puts his little urinal back, looks up at me and just goes, gives himself a good, I don't know, four or five inches, nothing ex- nothing exceedingly massive, but a, you know, generous, and just goes, used to be this long. Now, got to try to catch it. <laughs> I look at him, I go, oh god, win. <laughs> Massive win. He goes, well, I'm 93 now. Starting now is about 90. And I do, like, the big hand yeah, across yeah. the forehead, oh, thank Christ. <laughs> it's like, no, no, sir, I'm going to drink myself to death before then. Yes. <laughs> Don't you worry about me. So that was my boy. He called. He ended up calling me Paw Paw, like, you were, you were called Ski if you were in the army. Yeah. If I were in the army, it would have been, been Paw Paw. Oh, that's That would have been so the name. Great. We gotta make a war movie. <laughs> Ski and Pawpaw, you know, and like Ski gets his leg blown off by landmine. Pawpaw comes to visit him in, in uh, you know, Tokyo where he's laid up in the hospital. Where they see Eddie Yen committing seppuku in the corner. Just for no reason. <laughs> Eddie Yen, who also keeps his name. <laughs> Eddie Yen dressed in the sexy nurse outfit. <laughs> Ministering to the, the unconscious PK who would no doubt try to flee in horror on his one good leg if he knew it was happening. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, while Pawpaw sits in the back and laughs at them all. Yeah. Um, T- yeah. T- takes his two pounds of Cambodian red out of the bush. <laughs> Sheba. <laughs> Sheba. Uh, well, okay, so we, we, uh, we, we, um, you know, let's just give a little plug for our, uh, 
our show. Why not? Why not? Okay, so we, we made you, you can yeah, all one episode of the show. We tried to make failure to thrive. Look it up on YouTube. There's two episodes or one episode in two parts. Anyway, so we tried to make a second episode abortively, and it's sitting on my computer. My fault. Oops. Like for nine months, I've been trying to get around to edit this thing. Yeah, it's, it's been gestating. <laughs> it's it's brewing. It's a, I, it's I a butt in the oven. Fermenting. 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 Yeah. Like if I ever have, if I ever uh, have a child, it will be fermenting for nine months. So, and anyways, part part of the nine uh, months, knock on wood. Yeah, hopefully nine months. <laughs> yeah. It's like more, eh, less. No. Ooh. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so we had to look up all these names for heroin because. That's well, just part of it. So, anyways, um, <laughs> you remember some guys? My my personal favorite was horse. Yeah, I'm gonna go shoot some horse. <laughs> There's also a few great ones like Chiva and Mexican Temptress. I made that one up. Oh, I actually nice. made that one up. Hey, yeah, add me. Yeah, and but, he's like, then what did I smoke? He's like, dude, I bought some of that shit. <laughs> it's like, it was good. It's like I asked the guy for Mexican tempers. He gave me something. <laughs> like I was fucked up for days. <laughs> it looked like India ink. I don't know. It was like I don't know what was happening. Yeah, but um, oh, drug abuse. So, anyways, um, oh, there's a there's a story that this reminded me of. Incredible shrinking penis. <laughs> the incredible shrinking penis. My life penis. story. Yeah. My oh, life God, story. no! The regression of my genitals. Yep. Started off as two umbilical cords. <laughs> they cut the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Sons of bitches. Yeah, sons of bitches. They, it's like, when they said he would dry up and fall off. <laughs> sounds like a Rob Schneider movie. Like, yeah, it sounds like Rob Schneider's life. Oh, so, okay, that, that reminds me, actually. So, speaking of hospitals... Um, the Detroit Medical Center has these, all these hospitals in the area now have these asinine commercials, and they're always designed to, like, drum up fear. It's like, oh, man, you, know, you should be afraid if you're not from the DMC, you know, and then they always have the really dramatic music. So, anyways, uh, do you guys want to actually try and play the commercial? I don't know if we can, but it's, it. it's like 30 seconds, so it'll go right here if we can play it. If not, you'll, I'll just keep talking. Yeah. So, anyways... Think, think, think about this commercial. I'll, I'll just explain it in case we didn't actually get the audio. So, basically, what the gist of the commercial is, is the DMC won this award for being the best innovator of 2009. What? Yeah. Here's what they won it for. The normal identification bracelets that go on people's wrists were too big for babies... So they made a smaller bracelet. No, that's thinking outside the box. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. They, it was too big, so they made a smaller one. See, I would have gone the other way and put the bracelet around the child's neck. <laughs> that's my innovation. You know what that costs you to do? Nothing. Exactly. It was just, I just, I was, I was incredulous. I was incredulous. <laughs> it was like, it's too big for the baby. We're going to make a smaller one. I was like, what? You know, what? You know the funny thing? They spent the last decade increasing the rates of obesity and uh, diabetes trying to make bigger babies yeah. to fit the bracelets. But the, the, the it's like they, they tried. They were working on it. The funniest part of the commercial, we'll, we'll, we'll play that in just a second if we can. But anyways, um, the funniest part of the commercials, they say, you know, the hospital, the hospital regarded as America's best. Johns Hopkins took second place to Children's Hospital of Detroit. I just thought that was great, too. And my um, hat actually pointed this one out. He said, hat, hat. I love saying that. And um, hat pointed this one out. He said, you realize what they're saying? 
they're saying we're not the best hospital for this, for anything. We're not the best hospital, but we beat them once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the football team. It's like the Lions, you yeah. know? It's like, we're not the best football team. We beat the best team once. I believe the phrase there is, every now and again, even a blind pig finds an acorn. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or a truffle. But then again, they smell those, so that's... That, no, never mind. It's not a truffle. <laughs> not a truffle. We were, ta- we were talking about rooting around for truffles before, weren't we? Yeah, I, yeah, I think we were. Yeah. When I broke out into a rant about how girlfriends are not worthy of truffles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 You know, this whole thing makes me glad to be single sometimes. It's like, I can't stick my foot in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, DMC. Those commercials piss me off. They have this really, like, maudlin piano music. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And they have these, um, uh, yeah, they have these damn billboards, you know, it's like, our doctors are on site, not on call. It's like, okay, well, doctors who are on call, meaning that Basically, they're the doctors at the hospital, on site, yeah. who are there to respond to emergencies. They're kind of there, too. I don't know. These people are idiots and driving up the cost of health care. They're innovators. Care. Innovators. Innovators. Yes. Innovators of 2009. It was, probably, it was probably like a janitor that came up with it, too. And he probably got no credit for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, it's like the night crew worker who's like, why the fuck don't you make smaller bracelets? Who says this to some intern, and it winds up being the chief of the department taking credit for the whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know what this tells me? Should put that guy in charge. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. That reminds me though, because the, the the guy they get to do these things, uh, he's uh, with Emery King. He's he's like uh, a, a local newscaster. Yeah. And it's he great, looks like an owl. He does. He does. Dude, if you remember, John, no, no, Cheney, the coach at Temple uh, the Temple Owls, like ten years ago. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, he looked as much like an owl as Chris Bosh looks like a raptor. <laughs> Seriously, and he always wore his tie, uh, Cheney. Always wore his tie, like really loose and like his thing. And but he just he looked like a fucking owl. He would yeah, spit yeah. his head around a couple times and dive <laughs> on a live mouse and eat it at halftime. You should quit. <laughs> and every once in a while, those turn out all the lights, so he finally feels at home. And, and he got uh, run out of there finally after like a thousand years because he told one of his bench players to go hack the star player of their team, and the dude broke his arm. Wow. <laughs> And then he ate a rat. <laughs> As they say, and then they turn off all the lights in the, in the in the arena and put a single candle in the middle. <laughs> you can see by. Anyway, I was going to say though. Um. So, anyways, Emery, all the I just noticed that all these local newscasters have such huge egos. They're so so full of themselves. There's one guy, Huel Perkins, and he's. Oh, I've never seen this man. My dear, I can take Huel Perkins in a fight. You could too. And he's got like this little perfect mustache and everything. But anyways, I will eat his mustache. <laughs> like an owl. <laughs> it's like an owl. Forming pellets out of Hugh Perkins' mustache. <laughs> so I, I will rip it off his face. I didn't consume it. <laughs> Along with like small bones of like lemmings and shrews. Voles. <laughs> Voles. It's gotta be voles. Um, but I was gonna say, so I actually saw Huel Perkins driving once, and of course he drives like the big boat Cadillac, you know? Not like the snazzy one, like the huge one, the one that's like, I have status, you know? And, uh, license plate, Huel 1. Uh. Not Huel, Huel 1. I thought, ah, oh, what a fucking egotist. What a fucking egotist. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, uh, there was a license plate at my apartment complex that said, Red Monte Carlo Supersport. 
formerly uh, license plate S-K-Z-D-A-L-M-T, Sky's the Limit. They got rid of their vanity plate. No! I am not happy about that. Why would you get rid of a vanity plate? Doesn't it cost more to get rid of the vanity plate than it would just to like, keep the vanity Because you only play once for it. Yeah, I, I actually don't know. Maybe he reached the limit. <laughs> and realized that it's lonely at the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, oh, that reminds me. That, uh, this is going to sound really dorky. But anyways, the, the motto of um, like the king of Spain back um, in like the 1400s. The back, when, back when they were slaughtering Moors? Yes, back, okay. when they, back in the good old days of the uh, when they were uh, killing Cathars. Right. Um, the, their motto was uh, plus ultra. Which in Latin means and you know for and further, you know like more further or whatever more further eh, more whatever. furtherer more furtherer. So it means that, and then it, it was great because then they discovered the new world, and then they changed to non plus ultra, which means and no further. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just love it. It's like it's like and further and further. Oh, okay, we well, understand. Okay, no further. Yeah, we're good. Okay, we're yeah, good. We're good, guys. All right, call it back. Call it back. Yep. Hang up the mission accomplished banner. Yeah, pretty much. I just I just thought that was really funny. Very nice. Throw down the anchor. Yep. Yeah, throw, throw it on. Turn around, head home. Head home. Head home to the Chachaco sourdoughs. <laughs> to the Chachacos <laughs> and the sourdoughs. I believe, uh... I just lost track of my train of thought. I apologize. I was going to make fun of Renfo for something. And he can't defend himself because he's not here. Oh, I was explaining how uh, I, I, I am cautious. All this is I'm a cautious person. I... I, I, I creep forward and he was explaining he goes me I I shoot for the moon if I miss the moon I hit the stars I'm like no, <laughs> no no motherfucker you guys you don't have the fuel for it your ass lands in the ocean and my my pina colada sipping ass in the beach isn't gonna go out and help you I'm just gonna <laughs> laugh I'm like but you're in the ocean did you not see this coming oh wait you didn't you didn't take your time <laughs> this is how we talk to each other <laughs> No, nothing better than dismantling the worldview of another person. No, nothing serious. quite as satisfying. No, as as um, I saw my dad about the Boondock Saints movie and how we, you know, how the two brothers in it fight all the time. I'm like, yeah, I don't have a brother to fight with. He goes, well, Ben or if, uh, Renfo were there. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we totally enjoyed. Yeah, well, because my whenever uh, my brother and I, like, my brother was a he's a year older than I am, so whenever Hat would. Um, Whenever he'd come back from college, or you know, eventually once we, once I got to college too, um, after six years of trying, um, I'm actually apparently Hat was still in college. Yeah, well, he had he had some a few credits that he had to mop up. He changed majors a few times. So I was in my uh, early 30s when I finally got to college. I'm 42 now, and um, so anyways, uh, we when we get back. We'd be at my parents' house, and we just immediately start fighting. My mom would get all bent out of shape, saying, oh, why are you fighting all the time? And I finally explained to her. I said, Mom, this is not about being angry. We're not mad at each other. We're not trying to hurt each other. You ever see those nature specials where you have, like, the big, like, <laughs> mountain goats that, like, charge at each other? Like, the big rams <laughs> that you, like, butt heads all the time? What are they doing? They're testing each other. You haven't seen this person in a while. You have to test them to make sure they didn't go soft while you didn't, while they were away. You know, you have to make sure they didn't go soft on you. And that's what it is. You're, you're testing them. My, my sister and I do very similar things, actually, but it's always verbal, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, and like we we do that too, like because a good insult between my brother and I would always end a fight. It would never prolong because yeah. as soon as someone has like a really really good line, everyone just stops. Like, 
Nice. And then that, that ends the fight. No, my, my sister and I is that you set them up for the, for the gag, you set them up for the one-timer, and you got to see if they can still hit it, if they can still knock them down. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's kind of how it is, because, I mean, I'm twice her size, so it's not like we're going to fight, because I'm just right. going to snap her in half. And <laughs> it's like we're going to insult each other, because we pretty much burned that out sometime around her being in middle school. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Like, when I see my sister, we just go at it like giraffes. Pause. <laughs> no, and by that, I mean, uh, we just, like, cla- like clash necks furiously. <laughs> just pretty, producing a vig- vigorous clapping noise. <laughs> we just attack each other's necks with each other's long necks. <laughs> And then somewhere we're just like, all right, all right, that's good, that's good. Good to see ya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is why you don't let your kids watch nature specials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, although, before I run out of time, I will tell one story about my brother real quick. Um, this was actually only a couple weeks ago. We were carving pumpkins together. Oh, yes. Yes. You remember Hat's pumpkin. Yes. It was the most terrifying pumpkin oh. I've ever seen. Because, um... You know, we're all like, you know, you scoop out the guts of the pumpkin. Like, it's really a gory process. You know, it's it's really fun. And so we were like, scooping, we all scooping out the gore of, you know, the pumpkins and stuff. And so everyone, like, everyone's still working. And all of a sudden, my brother's like, oh, I'm done. And I'm like, what? Oh, let us see it. His pumpkin, he had cut two circles for eyes and one circle for a mouth. It was three circles. <laughs> but in somehow... It was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, lit from the inside. Because it was, it was just, it was, like, nihilistically simple. But it was just so fucking terrifying. And you put a candle in that thing. Like, I am not surprised why children... Yeah, okay, Eddie N just, <laughs> just saw it. Like, we're going to have to put a picture of this on our, our Facebook group or something like that. Oh, by the way, I don't think we mentioned the Facebook group, but uh, look up Weekly Tripod on Facebook, you'll find us. We have a Facebook group? Yes, we do. Oh. Um, but it's like, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And it was just, like I said, it was just so simple. But in a way. Yeah, it, it's actually, I, I thought it was a good uh, comedy because his was that, mine, mine looks like a pumpkin failing to try and be scary. So <laughs> I, I think together, they, they were actually worked together quite well. And then yeah. uh, PK's just looks stoned. Yeah, I drew it on, and I was like, oh, that's funny. And then I, <laughs> once I actually put a candle in it, he just, uh, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was going to say, there's something about it. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It, it looks like a South Park character. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll put pictures up. We'll try to, at least. But, um, yeah, I think we're, uh, any, anything else? Anything else for the week? Come up with your passphrases for yourself from the future. Yes. Don't tell anyone them ever for any reason. Because when, oh, there, oh we, once we had a lecture from a guy named John Connor. <laughs> remember John Connor? We got, yeah, we did. We had a lecture from a guy named John Connor, which, if you don't remember, is the is the um, main character in Terminator. And there's one part where the microphone starts going, and we still look at you like, it's Skynet! It's Skynet! But, so anyways, yeah, are we done? I think so. Yeah. All right. So, uh, as always, uh, email us at weekly.tripound at gmail.com. And I was going to say, um, 
you know, uh, we're, we're trying to put in the effort, so if you guys like us, uh, spread us around. You know, if you have a blog, if you have a website, if you just want to recommend us to some other person, uh, just get the word out there. If you're an armless hooker, you can start telling your Johns. We're yeah. looking for a street team to put uh, posters on, you know, poles. So. Exactly. Viva la tripound exactly. is the phrase. So spread the love. Email us weekly.tripon at gmail.com. If we start hearing from people, we can do interactive and cool shit like contest giveaways, although we have no money, so you won't be getting anything from us. Um, and then also write us on iTunes. As always, if you like the show, give us a good rating. If you didn't like the show, you are a fucking idiot for listening to the entire goddamn thing. So, we done? We're done. All right, I'm PK. Eddie N. Strawlegs. And we'll see you sometime next week. Fin. <laughs> Alright, we gotta remember, gotta get really close. I mean, like, really close. around. Oh, hey. This is for making the pharaoh costume. I made that entire thing out of wire hanger, out of coat hangers. Me a pharaoh? Wow. Oh, shit. Good God, man. I made this out of wire hangers and hot glue. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. <laughs> now that's all recorded. <laughs> <laughs> that's a prelude to this session. All right. This is synchronizing with itself. Why am I leaning in? <laughs> I don't know. All right, we gotta start. Eddie, go. I'm gonna kill you. Starting Denzel Washington. Speaking of other, yeah, pretty good. Minus the alarm clock, which is probably the second most vital function on that phone for me. Great. Is very. Okay. Are we going? So yeah, we just just hang out back here, I guess. All right, cool. Are we, are we ready to rock here? Yeah. Hang on. I want to rock. Yeah. I think it doesn't work for shit. Oh, hang on. I think I think that's actually solving our problem. Huh. Ah. Okay, let's keep it down here. Okay, I think we, we I think we should still get close, like get off in its shit. But <laughs> it's funny to see laughs on it. Cause it goes. Wah, 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 wah. Mine, mine go. Bark, 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 bark. All right, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you can still like just get up in its shit. But all right, I'm in its shit. Are we doing this thing? Yeah. <clears throat>